Hello listeners and welcome back to the series on the chocolatey journey with Charlie. And um, today is the 27th episode. It means we just have three more episodes to go and we'll be done with this series. Yes? Okay, so last episode we got introduced to this huge chocolate television room and Mr. Wonka sent this huge bar of chocolate to the television which Charlie could grab through the television and enjoy. Yes? And now we need to see what happens ahead. Uh, we have Mike TV in the room who is very excited about television. And uh, we have this new invention of Mr. Wonka which is also regarding a television. So, if I do 2 into 2 into 2 and 2, I don't know what's going to happen. So, we need to wait and watch and hope that whatever happens is going to be good and Mikey doesn't fall into any trouble. Yes? So, for that, you need to wait for a few more minutes because we'll have a quick recap of what we did in the last episode and then go ahead with today's story. Okay? Okay, then here we go. Just imagine. When I start using this across the country, you'll be sitting at home watching television and suddenly a commercial will flash onto the screen and a voice will say, Eat Wonka's chocolates. They are the best in the world. If you don't believe us, try one for yourself now. And you simply reach out and take one. How about that, eh? Terrific! Cried Grandpa Joe. It will change the world. Chapter 27 Mike TV is sent by television. Mike TV was even more excited than Grandpa Joe at seeing a bar of chocolate being sent by television. But, Mr. Wonka, he shouted, Can you send other things through the air in the same way? Breakfast cereal, for instance? Oh, my sainted aunt, cried Mr. Wonka. Don't mention that disgusting stuff in front of me. Do you know what breakfast cereal is made of? It's made of all those little curly wooden shavings you find in pencil sharpeners. But could you send it by television if you want to do as you do chocolate? Ask my TV. Of course I could. And what about people? Can you send a real life person from one place to another in the same way? Asked Mike Davy. A person? Are you off your rocker? Cried Mr. Wonka. But could it be done? Good heavens, child. I really don't know. I suppose it could. Yes, uh, I'm pretty sure it could. Of course it could. I wouldn't like to risk it though. Um, it might have some nasty results. But Mike TV was already off and running. The moment he heard Mr. Wonka say, I'm pretty sure it could, of course it could. He turned away and started running as fast as he could towards the other end of the room where the great camera was standing. Look at me! I'm going to be the first person in the world to be sent by television! He shouted as he ran. No, 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 no! cried Mr. Wonka. Mike! Mike! screamed Mrs. TV. Stop! Come back! You'll be turned into a million tiny pieces! 
But there was no stopping my TV now. Crazy boy rushed over and when he reached the enormous camera, he jumped straight for the switch, catching Balumpa's right and left as he went. See you later, alligator! He shouted as he pulled down the switch and as he did so, he leaped out into full glare of the mighty LED. There was a blinding flash. Then there was silence. Then Mrs. TV ran forward, but she stopped dead in the middle of the room and she stood there. She stood staring at the place where her son had been, and her great red mouth opened wide and she screamed. He's gone! He's gone! Great heavens! He is gone! Shouted Mr. TV. Mr. Wonka hurried forward and placed a hand gently on Mrs. TV's shoulder. We shall have to hope for the best. We must pray that your little boy will come out unharmed at the other end. Mr. Wonka said, Mike! screamed Mrs. TV, clasping her head in her hands. Where are you? I'll tell you where he is, said Mr. TV. He's whizzing around above our heads in a million tiny pieces. We must watch the television set. He may come through any moment, said Mr. Wonka. Mr. and Mrs. TV and Grandpa Joe and little Charlie and Mr. Wonka all gathered round the television and stared tensely at the screen. The screen was quite blank. He's taking a heck of a long time to come across, said Mr. TV, wiping his brow. Oh dear, oh dear, I do hope that no part of him gets left behind, said Mr. Wonka. What on earth do you mean? asked Mr. TV sharply. Um, I don't wish to alarm you, but it does happen. Sometimes it only about half the little pieces find their way to the television set. It happened last week. I don't know why, but the result was that only one half of a bar of chocolate came through, said Mr. Wonka. Mrs. TV let out a scream of horror. Ah, you mean only a half of Mike is coming back to us? She cried. Let's hope it's the top half, said Mr. TV. Hold everything, watch the screen, something's happening, said Mr. Wonka. The screen had suddenly begun to flicker. Then some baby lines appeared. Mr. Wonka adjusted one of the knobs and the baby lines went away. And now, very slowly, the screen began to get brighter and brighter. Here he comes! Yes, that's him alright! yelled Mr. Wonka. Is he in all one piece? cried Mrs. Davy. I'm not sure, it's too early to tell. Faintly at first, but becoming clearer and clearer every second. The picture of my TV appeared on the screen. He was standing up and waving at the audience and grinning from year to year. But he's a midget, shouted Mr. TV. Mike, are you alright? Are there any bits of you missing? cried Mrs. TV. Isn't he going to get any bigger? shouted Mr. TV. Talk to me, Mike. Say something. Tell me you're alright cried Mrs. TV. A tiny little voice, no louder than the squeaking of a mouse, came out of the television set. Hi, Mom! It said. Hi, Bob! Look at me! I'm the first person ever to descend by the television! 
Grab him quick! Ordered Mr. Wonka. Mrs. TV shot out a hand and picked the tiny figure of Mike TV out of the screen. Hooray! He's all in one piece. He's completely unharmed. Cried Mr. Wonka. You call that unharmed? Snapped Mrs. TV, peering at the little speck of a boy who was now running to and fro across the palm of her hand. Raising his pistols in the air, he was certainly not more than an inch tall. He shrunk, said Mr. TV. Of course he shrunk. What did you expect? said Mr. Wonka. This is terrible. What are we going to do? wailed Mrs. TV. And Mr. TV said, We can't send him back to school like this. He'll get trodden on. He'll get squashed. He won't be able to do anything, cried Mrs. TV. Oh yes, I will. I'll still be able to watch television. Squeaked the tiny voice of Mike TV. Never again. I'm throwing the television set right out the window the moment we get home. I have had enough of the television. Shouted Mr. TV. When he heard this, Mike TV flew into a terrible tantrum. He started jumping up and down in the palm of his mother's hand, screaming and yelling and trying to bite her fingers. I want to watch television! 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 He squeaked. Here, give him to me, said Mr. TV, and he took the tiny boy and shoved him into the breast pocket of his jacket and stuffed a handkerchief on top. Tweets and yells came from inside the pocket, and the pocket shook as the furious little prisoner fought to get out. Oh, Mr. Wonka, how can we make him grow? Wailed Mrs. TV. Well, said Mr. Wonka, stroking his beard and gazing thoughtfully at the ceiling. I must say that's a wee bit tricky, but um, small boys are extremely springy and rusty. They stretch like mad. So what we'll do? We'll put him in a special machine I have for testing the stretchiness of chewing gum. Maybe that will bring him back to what he was. Oh, thank you," said Mrs. TV. "Don't mention it, dear lady." How far do you think he'll stretch?" asked Mr. TV. "Maybe miles. Who knows?" said Mr. Wonka. "But he's going to be awfully thin. Everything gets thinner when you stretch it." "You mean like chewing gum?" asked Mr. TV. "Exactly." "How thin will he be?" asked Mrs. TV anxiously. Mm, I haven't the foggiest idea, and it doesn't really matter anyway because we'll soon fatten him up again. All we'll have to do is give him a triple overdose of my wonderful super vitamin chocolate. Super vitamin chocolate contains huge amounts of vitamin A and B. It also contains C, D, E, F, G, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and believe it or not, vitamin Z. The only two vitamins it doesn't have in it are vitamin S because it makes you sick, and vitamin A because it makes you grow horns on the top of your head like a bull. But it does have in it a very small amount of the rarest and most magical vitamin of them all, vitamin Wonka. And what will that do to him? Asked Mr. TV anxiously. Um, it will make his toes grow out until they're as long as his fingers. Oh no! cried Mrs. Siri. 
Don't be silly. It's most useful. He'll be able to play the piano with his feet. Perhaps Mr. Wonka. No arguments, please. Said Mr. Wonka. He turned away and clicked his fingers three times in the air, and Oompa Loompa appeared immediately and stood beside him. Follow these orders, said Mr. Wonka, handing the Oompa Loompa a piece of paper on which he had written full instructions. And you'll find the boy in his father's pocket. Off you go. Goodbye, Mr. TV. Goodbye, Mrs. TV. And please don't look so worried. They all come out in the wash, you know, every one of them. At the end of the room, the Oompa Loompas around the great camera were already beating their tiny drums and beginning to jog up and down to the rhythm. There they go again. I'm afraid you can't stop them singing, said Mr. Wonka. Little Charlie caught Grandpa Joe's hand and the two of them stood beside Mr. Wonka in the middle of the long white room listening to the Oompa Loompas. And this is what they sang. The most important thing we have learned so far as children are concerned is never, 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 never near your generation set or better still, just don't install an idiotic thing at all. In almost every house we have been, we have watched them keeping at the screen. They'll all and slop and lounge about and stare until their eyes pop out. Last week in someone's place we saw a dozen eyeballs on the floor. They sit and stare, they stare and sit, until they are hypnotized by it. Until they are absolutely drunk with all that shocking ghastly junk. Oh yes, we know it keeps them still. They don't climb out the windowsill. They never fight or kick or punch. They leave you free to cook the lunch and wash the dishes in the sink. But did you ever stop to think to wonder just exactly what this does to your beloved torch? It drops the senses in the head. It kills imagination dead. It locks and clutters up the mind. It makes a child so dull and blind. He can no longer understand a fantasy, a fairy land. His brain becomes as soft as cheese. His powers of thinking rust and freeze. He cannot think, he only sees. Alright, you cry. Alright, you say. But if we take the set away, what shall we do to entertain our darling children? Please explain. We will answer this by asking you. What used the darling wants to do? How used they keep themselves contented before this monster was invented? Have you forgotten? Don't you know? We will say it ready, loud and slow. They used to read. They would read and read and read and read and then proceed to read the more. Great Scott Jackson's one half their lives was reading books. With nursery shelves, head books, yellow books clustered up the nursery floor. And in the bedroom by the bed, more books were waiting to be read. Such wonders find fantastic tales of dragon gypsies, green and big. Adventure islands and distant shows. 
Red smugglers load with puffy loads. The pirates wearing purple pants. And sailing ships and airy fans. And cannibals crashing down the port. Stirring away at something hot. Smells so good, but can it be good gracious? It's Penelo. The young girl once had Beatrix, autumn missed her fall. The dirty water, a squirrel jerking, pickling plant, and Mrs. Tiggy Victor's aunt. How just the cow got his hump, and how the monkey lost his bump. And Mr. Toad, and bless my soul, there's Mr. Rat and Mr. Moore. Oh, books, what books they used to know. Those children living long ago. So please, oh please, be very great. The joy of television take away. And in this place you can install a new bookshelf on the wall. Making the shelves with lots of books, ignoring all the dirty looks. The screams and yells, the bites and kicks. The children hitting you with sticks. Fear not because we want you. That is about a week or two. But having nothing else to do, they'll now begin to feel the need of having something good to read. And once they start, oh boy, oh boy, you watch this growing, growing joy. That feels they have been not so keen. They'll wonder what they've ever seen in that ridiculous machine. They're not seeing it foul and clean, repulsive television screen. And later, each and every trick will love you more for what you did. P.S. Regarding my TV, we very much regret that we such so we have to wait and see if we can get him back his high. And if we can't, it serves him right. And listeners, that's the end of today's story. And alas, my theory did fall into trouble. He became a miniature. Umpa Lumpa was still dwarf, but my TV is a miniature now. And uh, he has been put into his father's uh, pocket, shirt pocket. But let's see if it's possible to stretch him out like a chewing gum. But again, then he's going to look very, very thin, yeah? So let's hope that things turn out good. In any case, all of them are going to come out in the wash. And we just have now a Charlie remaining. So let's wait and see what's going to happen ahead. Don't forget to drop your messages at my Twitter handle at the rate Roshni SK. You can also drop your comments at the ID Sishu underscore Katha at the rate Outlook.com. I'll be waiting to hear from you and I'll see you on Friday with the story ahead. Until then, bye.